What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cedar Floor Podcast. You're here with your brothers, the host, your boy K Malone. Ryan Wilson. Yes, sir. You ready, brother? Let's get it. Good evening. Tonight is a celebration of sports, celebrating our accomplishments and our victories. But in this moment of celebration, we actually start the show tonight this way. The four of us talking to our fellow athletes with the country watching, because we cannot ignore the realities of the current state of America. The events of the past week have put a spotlight on the injustice, distrust, and anger that plagues so many of us. The system is broken. The problems are not new. The violence is not new, and the racial divide definitely is not new. But the urgency to create change is at an all-time high. We stand here tonight accepting our role in uniting communities to be the change we need to see. We stand before you as fathers, sons, husbands, brothers, uncles, and in my case, as an African-American man and the nephew of a police officer. Who was one of the hundreds of thousands of great officers serving this country? But Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, Eric Gardner, Laquan McDonald, Alton Sterling, Philando Castile—this is also our reality. Generations ago, legends like Jesse Owens, Jackie Robinson, Muhammad Ali. John Carlos and Tommy Smith, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jim Brown, Billie Jean King, Arthur Ashe, and countless others—they set a model for what athletes should stand for. So we choose to follow in their footsteps. The racial profiling has to stop. The shoot-to-kill mentality has to stop. Not seeing the value of black and brown bodies has to stop. But also the retaliation has to stop. The endless gun violence in places like Chicago, Dallas, not to mention Orlando—it has to stop. Enough, enough is enough. Now, as athletes, it's on us to challenge each other to do even more than what we already do in our own communities. And the conversation cannot—it cannot stop. As our schedules get busy again, it won't always be convenient. It won't. It won't always be comfortable. But it is necessary. We all feel helpless and frustrated by the violence. We do. But that's not acceptable. It's time to look in the mirror and ask ourselves: What are we doing to create change? It's not about being a role model. It's not about our responsibilities or the tradition of activism. I know tonight we'll honor Muhammad Ali, the goat. But to do his legacy any justice, let's use this moment as a call to action for all professional athletes to educate ourselves, explore these issues, speak up, use our influence, and renounce all violence. And most importantly, go back to our communities, invest our time, our resources, help rebuild them, help strengthen them. Help change them. We all 
have to do better. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. Episode six of Cedar Four Podcast. It's a special episode, so we had to start off the right way. It's an epic moment. Yes, sir. So this is a great time, you know, to just speak on the narrative of what's going on. Uh, we're in this, I don't even know what you want to call it, transition period of trying to get sports back, but also understand that there's still a lot of injustice. There's a lot of things that need to be changed. It's definitely a sticky situation. Uh, we want basketball back, but at the same time, you don't want to take your eye off the ball. No, not at all. And, you know, for us, you know, as you just heard in that interview, I mean, I would never have considered myself an activist, but as a former athlete, you know, Ryan, and as a current athlete, Kayla, myself, um, I have to use my platform. Got to. So, and did I, three months ago, did we think that this podcast, that we'd be using it to um, push unity and 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 justice for all people? I don't think that's something we thought about, you know, three or four months ago when we thought of this. Definitely not. You know, it's sad, but it has to be done. Yeah, it's necessary. And it's necessary to move forward. It's necessary to heal. And, you know, for people listening, you know, um, if you don't rock with us because, you know, we're going to use our platform to um, bring awareness and hopefully bring change, you know, for a betterment for people of color and black people and to make others, you know, our white counterparts aware and to educate and to bring light to what's going on, then it's a, it's okay. You know, it's no hard feelings, but you know, it's our job to really bring about the change the same way that we would hope that our professional athletes are going to now. For sure. For sure. So with that being said, you know, uh, we still want people to support protests that are going on. Um, we still want people to, post on social media um, about things that are going on because it's it's not going to slow down just because the world doesn't just change in a couple of days just because of George Floyd's murder and all the countless other murders that we've had because of police brutality. It takes a while to bring change. Yeah, you have to continue to learn, continue to educate, continue to grow. You know, people just need to you know open their minds. There's nothing to fear, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the question, you know, I ask. What, what do you, why do you fear me? What is it about me that scares you? Mm-hmm. Because the color of my skin does not make me different from you. Right. You know, if, if I choose to carry myself in a different way, that's what separates me from you. Um, I know what makes me unique about me is that I'm an athlete and. I feel like I'm educated and I feel like I can articulate what I have to say. I don't ever have to, you know, curse and kick and scream to get a point across. And I also wear my faith openly. And also for me, myself, I just try to carry a certain swagger to myself that I'm when I walk in a room, you know, I feel like I'm as equal and I stack up against any in any of my peers, any of my counterparts, because I know how I was raised. And I also know the time I've put in to make myself a whole person. Right. I'm I'm definitely a firm believer in how you carry yourself says something. So if you present yourself in a manner that doesn't put fear in the people's, in the people's heart, 
it'll make things a lot easier. Yeah, for sure. By by no means do I think you should, you know, change yourself or, you know, not be your true self, but at the same time. Yeah, you just gotta be, be you. Be like, approachable. Yeah. Like in, in, in whatever sense and way that is, like from a work standpoint and a, an environment work point, I mean, the best way for all of us to come together is to be able to just establish common ground. You know, I know every day that, you know, you work with people that look different than you or they come from different places, but you try to establish common ground. Right. A, and, a conversation has to be had. For sure. And we all know one way that people are able to connect is through sports, you know. And yeah. for us, you know, a way to connect with people is a lot of times basketball. And so one way that we do that is either, you know, participating with other people that don't look like us or talking about it with other people on us. Or sometimes you could just see another person and they you have on a shirt from a certain college, a certain team. And that gives you that gives you common ground right there. So you have one thing that you guys can talk about, even though you guys come from two different places and two different backgrounds and two different um, you know ways of living. So. I think that's one way that people can really start to that's a, it's an icebreaker essentially to almost you know bring down the tension you know just as simple as walking by somebody right 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 you know touching back on you know when I said what do you have to fear if if you're for America if you're for this country what's the harm in accepting someone who looks different you know if you're accepting everyone as a whole, I feel like you putting that increases your chances of betterment for the country, not just yourself, but for the country itself. Definitely. So, you know, with that being said, you know, we've talked about, you know, basketball's coming back. I mean, it's 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 here. There it's in full swing. You know, the plan is in motion, you know, for the NBA to play. Um, they have where they're going in Orlando. They have the dates that everybody's trying to fly in. But obviously what's going on for a standpoint of the news of, of, of NBA basketball is that there are certain players that are very adamant about how basketball going forward, that it does not take away from what's going on in the world. And players like Chris Paul, who's the uh, lead for the NBA Players Association, him and, and the main voices have voiced to Adam Silver, to the NBA PA executives, that they want to use Orlando and them playing as an opportunity to very much get out, you know, move out in the open and forward about what's going on. And I think Adam Silver has definitely supported that and he's with it. And I don't know if you saw Charles Barkley on TNT wanting the players to essentially do Adam favor a solid by playing. I think his message was well said, but, you know, Charles is kind of a fool. You know, he's just going to speak and say whatever he says. Right, right. You know, he says some things that I necessarily don't agree with. But I do agree with that the, our commissioner for the NBA is super supportive of players saying what they need to say, and it doesn't just immediate repercussions. That's not the same kind of thing that you get from Roger Goodell. I think, you know, the commissioner of the NFL, he's very much had to – take a hard lesson and understand it from his players. Like, yo, this is what's going on. And like, we want you to have our back. We make a lot of money for you. You know, we like make a lot of money for these owners. You know, all we ask for is just support to say what we have to say and not worry about getting fined for it. Yeah. I, f I feel like I agree. I feel like the NBA commissioner has approached the situation with an open mind. For sure. And I can respect him for that. Yeah. Cause Charles mentioned he, Adam Silver coming, you know, transitioning from David Stern he was dropped the Donald Sterling situation with the Clippers. 
You know, for people that don't know, the former owner of the Clippers had some racist comments that he made. And this is a owner of an NBA team that has predominantly black players. And that was our first taste of the NBA of guys starting to stand up for themselves and things. And so guys wore black T-shirts. They decided for the Clippers players they were not going to wear their warm-ups with the Clippers logo facing. So they either wore them backwards or just didn't wear them at all. And that was the first time that we got to see that. Yeah, that was a big stance. So, And, you know, the whole thing that has kind of put athletes turned activists into motion, obviously – would be Colin Kaepernick of him deciding that him taking a knee, which for please, I hope everybody that listens that knows it's not disrespectful to our American flag and to our military. I mean, it's just a way to, for him to disrupt the norm. The norm is we watch football. We, everybody stands for the American flag. The jets fly by. It's great. I I love the patriotism of it. It's a beautiful thing. You know, Um, it's a great way to kind of, take a moment to clear your mind, you know, before these games. But he had to disrupt the norm. He's done press conferences of speaking about the injustice and the shootings and the killings. So his way of really bringing attention to it was taking a knee. Yeah. He felt that was the best way to get his point across. Yeah, I feel like the, he held those press press conferences. And at that point, you know, it's just in one ear, out the other. Mm-hmm. So the knee had to be taken. Yeah, for sure. And – you know, the good thing, the, the great thing about football is, is that football has, you know, kind of the biggest mix of black and white of, you know, athletes just because of the way the sport is. It takes, um, it's not just a sport that's more black dominant. You know, you have baseball, which is more white dominant and you have black players. But then you have, um, you know, lots of foreign players. And then, you know, you look at hockey, hockey's definitely predominantly white, you know, For sure. but you know, it still doesn't change the message. It still doesn't change, you know, what needs to be said, what needs to be done. You know, I think if we get all our professional athletes trying to talk and speak on their matters, uh, it just, it makes it better. It, it bring it truly brings change because these athletes have millions of followers. They get their message out to a lot of people. Yeah. I feel like you just have to listen. People, they see things, they hear things, but they, it's a one track mind. So at that point, you know, you just have to put yourself in in the other person's shoes. Yeah. And I think from the standpoint, our politicians, a lot of them are so worried about their position and where they stand with their political party or, or trying to advance their career. A lot of people aren't willing to take those risks to speak out or if they feel a certain way. Um, I think some people are just, they're not willing to say, okay, if I speak on this and I get black support of people of color support, how much you know, of my white peer support do I get? Does that still allow me to progress in my career and these other things? And I think if more of our politicians take on that as well, but let's be honest, less of those individuals are going to speak out and speak up and really, you know, put their own reputation on the line and say, okay, I stand for just the equal equal rights, equal, equal opportunities for everybody to be treated the same and then start to eliminate some of these biggest and some of these uh you know, really old rules and old ways of thinking that have put black people and people of color behind the eight ball. You're right. You're right. LeBron James tweets to my brothers and sisters in sports and arts. We have incredible influence in our community. We need to use this moment to demand change. 
I got to be honest, I struggle with what to demand because so much needs to be changed. But I'm starting with our right to vote. No, I agree. Yeah. Voting, getting out and voting is where we got to start. Yeah, we touched on that in, you know, the episode of, you know, of our Black Lives Matter. I mean, in just terms of it's crucial to go out and vote and and like I said, really like be informed though, because there are so many small things that we're looking to get changed. Well, you have to know what somebody stands for and how those small things can impact your community. And the unfortunate thing is, these things aren't going to change us in one day, in one time. I mean, it takes it takes the whole process of you know uh, certain people being elected and to be able to get in to these offices and these places and creating you know creating that change. So, and I hope that. For all the people of color and black people, I know we've waited a long time to get to this point, but we have to be patient because it's not going to change overnight. And I know the anger and I know the hurt because we feel it, too. But I know the biggest thing that we can do is each each step, each part of the process, going out to vote, getting certain people elected, having our voice heard. It may not change right now, but it's going to change for the long haul. And I think this is what. The people that came before before us, you know, that was that was their vision, that was their plan. You know, I don't, I I would, I love to believe Martin Luther King did what he did, knowing that it would have a lasting impact and it would, you know, coincide years later. I don't think he thought, okay, if I march and I give the speech, everything's going to change today. No, he left a platform and he left a blueprint for us to follow, so that years to come, there's going to be a time, there's going to be a change where the momentum is on our side and that we can actually you know, get done what needs to be done. For sure. I, I feel like, you know, those that became, that came before us put in the work and we, you know, there was a a slight success and we got complacent. But it's almost like the African-American culture got put on ice and we just now thawed out mm-hmm. and we waking up. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I want to go back to you because, you know, you mentioned LeBron. I mean, his his platform is huge and his whole more than an athlete mantra is really, really strong in what he's trying to do. And you mentioned to me off air, like you love like where he's going with the whole thing. For sure. For sure. Uh, I like what he's done because everything he has, he he keeps inside his circle and I feel like that provides a certain confidence for him to speak out you know we 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 talked about him versus Michael Jordan back in the day and how he didn't really say much mm-hmm. if anything at all but LeBron is very passionate granted LeBron wasn't always outspoken and you know no, vocal yeah but what he's done what he's the man he's grown into and the business side of him that has taken the world by storm honestly is incredible Seriously. and i feel like it pays tribute to how vocal he is yeah and so not to get into too much detail you know on everything but let's look at like a few things that lebron's done um he has uninterrupted which is a uh, YouTube kind of social media thing in terms of it's a platform for people to have videos on where they do all kinds of different content. 
and it mainly focuses on a lot of athletes and some black athletes. He has a deal with HBO where he does the shop, where it's a chance for him and his guys to sit down and have open, honest conversations. Amazing show. And they've had anybody that you can think of on there. Jimmy Fallon. I, I mean, a- actors. I mean, every Ice Cube. I mean, every everybody that you can think of that is a sports fan and that wants to sit down and have an open conversation with LeBron, his guys, Mav Carter, Rich Paul, and his whole team. Um, he has his I Promise School in Akron, Ohio, where he is giving these kids from different parts of the greater Cleveland area a chance to come in and get the best education possible. And mind you, this is not just all black kids. These are these are inner city kids, any kid that is willing their family to get them or charter or get them into this school for them to have a great chance. And that's truly what it means to use your platform and create something for other people because you can do it. And so with that being said, that employs teachers, that employs people to work, and that gives over at least a thousand something plus people in that area a chance to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And it's a great thing. It is great. Uh, you know, they say you're not supposed to say it, we see no color, but I feel like the African-American community, most don't see color. Mm-hmm. You know, they accept you open arms. And I respect that about his school and everything he's done. Yep. And but you have, on the other hand, we need you to see our color. Definitely. Yeah. Because there's a big difference when you see, you know, private schools that, and I'm I'm a part of it because I went from a public school to a private school where I am one of very few, you know, of a in a predominantly white private school. Thank God I was accepted, but this I think that's just indicative of the area I live in. But that's not always the case. You know, you look at somebody like LeBron, he, him and his four guys in the movie. You know, uh, he you know his movie. They went from where they could have went to their public school, and they went to St. Vincent St. Mary's, and they were one of however many black kids. And it's it's a big difference. Yeah. For sure. Granted, that opportunity was probably because he was. Yeah, because he's LeBron James. Right. Yeah, and his his guy's dad is the coach. Exactly. And and, that, and and that's the reality we live in. A lot of times, you know, us athletes move to a school because it's a better situation, better education. And granted, we're accepted because of that. But don't only accept me because I can dribble a basketball or throw a football. Right, right. I you was going to say, that's part of the problem. Like You, you support us on the court or on the field or whatever we play on. But once the clock has hit zero, there's no support. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a prime example of it was the best decision ever for me to go to private school because I I truly turned my grades around and I started to understand the value of education because I had people that saw my athletic potential and they also saw the need to help me in the classroom because they saw like, okay, you have a you have a bright mind, but now this is how you take your mind and elevate it, and it it it, it changed my whole trajectory. Yeah, and I've I've told my parents, thank God that they did that because, and not everybody has that opportunity. And that's the sad thing, you know. But for for young men like me, you have to take advantage of it because when you get that type of education and schooling, what you can do with it afterwards and that kind of impact is hopefully what I'm leaving now. And I hope all the other people that have done that use what they've t- learned and take that in out to the world now because that's the only way that um people of color and black people will get anywhere is using what you know what's been going on and what you what you've been learned to better your community 
Yeah, I feel like a solid foundation is everything. For sure. It starts with your upbringing. Yeah. And, you know, we were fortunate enough to be able to have a solid upbringing. For sure. You know, and we we played that ESPYs moment for you guys because it was such a pivotal moment. You get four of the NBA's best players all on the stage at one time to discuss and open up the ESPYs, which is, you know, honoring sports throughout the year with – Arthur Ashe Courage Award, and it has the Team Sports Award, Best Male Athlete, Best uh, Female Athlete. So we want to play that for you guys because that message is so strong, and it it can't just die there in 2016. You know, in 2020, that message is still relevant. Right, right. It it started then, and it should have continued, but it kind of fell off. But we're back now. Mm-hmm. And then just to, you know, touch on – What's everything going on? You know, please like be aware and you know keep taking the information and learning. Um, a great way for everybody to keep up kind of on different things that are going on from a sports perspective is is ESPN. We all go check ESPN. You know, when when the, when sports are going on, we watch Sports Center. Or you check your phone and you get the app. Well, ESPN has a whole thing dedicated to um, activist issues and racial issues and just stories in general. ESPN undefeated. Um, I was presented that in college. Uh, one of my uh, journalism classes, my professor was like, have you ever looked at ESPN The Undefeated? And I was like, no, sir. He was like, well, you need to check it out. I mean, it has, I mean, stories that just don't necessarily make Sports Center, or they may run in the daytime on some of these small shows, but this is a great way to really keep up what's going on. And I mean, it's great. I mean, it has different stories, different articles that ways to, you know, be aware of what's going on in sports, but just from a more racial standpoint of, you know, our black athletes or anything that's going on, you know, any sport. Um, Netflix, I don't know if you've seen it. Netflix has like a whole BLM thing now. Yeah. There are different documentaries and movies and shows that you can go watch, like dedicated to just bringing awareness. Right, right. Even even on Apple Music, mm-hmm. they've got a whole Black Lives Matter section. Yeah. And that's amazing. For sure. And I know there's people that are probably upset, like, oh, well, you know, February is Black History Month. Like, you know, why are you trying to push it in our face? No, no one's trying to push it in your face. It's just there's options to go out there and just be educated. The same way if you watch a history documentary, there's no difference in watching a black documentary. It's history. Right. You you, you learn. You, you take an hour out of your day and you might have watched something cool, something you didn't learn about. And now you have a way better understanding. You walk out into the world with a whole different perspective. Yeah. What's funny is, you know, they say, oh, you force feeding it or you keep putting it in our face. But imagine how we feel, mm-hmm. how it's been for years. Yeah. And we're, we're getting a, a section. Definitely. On each platform. I mean, you can only hope it continues and hope it's just not, you know, a period and falls off again. So it's just something we have to push for, I guess. For sure. Man, it's. It's it's been great that, you know, now just having the conversation, the conversation has been great. You know, this is a conversation that, you know, we have in the dark, but now we get to have some of these conversations open in the light. You know, we can have this conversation on our platform and we don't have to feel bad about it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's great. And, you know, with basketball coming back, this is, a, it's all cool. It's great. We love it. You know, I've, I've appreciated being able to get back in the gym and work out, but you know, this is so important, you know, for us to cover and talk about, you know, we just got to do it. So, and then, you know, the crazy thing with basketball coming back, like there's guys that are, there's real things going on in the world. Like obviously COVID's still like a real thing, you know? So with the NBA return, um, 
you know, we have guys that have opted out. Um, Avery Bradley with the Lakers has opted out because he doesn't feel comfortable bringing his 12-year-old son that has respiratory issues into the bubble. So, um, I mean, you have to respect that. Um, man's family comes first. Sure. Trevor Rees is not going because he's in a custody battle with uh, for his young son that he only has so much visitation he can do, and that'll take away from, you know, when he's in the bubble. So, like, everybody's still dealing with real-life things every single day. So it's not just the struggle of black people, but it's just the struggle of everybody, anybody dealing with, you know, everything. Yeah, it's going to be a tough time for a little bit. Yeah, and you said it earlier, 2020's been a tough year. A tough year. So, and we just got to make do. You can only go up from here, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the one thing, so for sure. But, you know, we wanted to really uh, bring you guys the best content as possible. That's our whole mission, our whole goal, you know, um, to bring quality content. So, For sure. I'm uh, glad we were able to do this. Yeah, for sure. So we didn't want to say too much that we've already said, you know, from the last episodes, this is just, you know, what's been going on. Like the, the current thing is, is that how to bring the NBA back safely, of course, you know, and everybody, you know, be able to go to Orlando and finish the season out and kind of start to progress, you know, college kids being able to return to their campuses, you know, do their self quarantine and get back to workouts. Um, everybody in certain States loosening restrictions and all those kind of things. And so, um, you know, we just wanted to kind of talk about everything. You know, the the movement hasn't died. You know, we're still supporting. We're still going strong. We're still posting on social media. We're still trying to find ways to protest. So. Yeah, there's been a lot of back and forth with uh, the NBA. So it was good that we got to touch back on this. For sure. Man, if y'all can, this guy right here making these T-shirts. You know, y'all support. If you need something printed, you need your I Can't Breathe. You need your Black Lives Matter. You need something for your business, for your company. You know, hit my man on his social media. Yeah, reach out. Witness your moment. Your, you are. For sure. You know, you need to get at me. You know, you need help with your your branding, your communications, all those type of things. That's what I do. That's what I'm looking at getting into. Definitely looking on taking our projects, you know, as we're in this COVID, you know, as I'm getting back to working out and trying to further my career. So I'm always looking for opportunities to, you know, work with people social media wise from a journalist and a marketing standpoint you can follow me instagram be great underscore k-a-e definitely get at us on our twitter see the floor underscore yes sir so we'll be back next week we here we're not going nowhere you can't keep us quiet we on all platforms all platforms apple spotify anchor like comment share subscribe word of mouth Till next time, y'all. See life like you see the floor. The unfair part, I think, of, of racism in general is that the people most victimized and oppressed by it also have to be burdened with solving it, too. And if you think about it, it's kind of hard for an athlete, especially a black athlete, to not be constantly conscious of what you're going to lose. You can't blame them for having that little bit of doubt that if they talk about how they've been victimized, if they talk about racism, if they make some folks uncomfortable, all this hard work that they've done to try to get to this point, all of that will be gone. <laughs>